Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to another episode of The Capeless Crusaders. My name is Amy. You can find me at IJNewRobot on varying social media platforms. And as you can tell, I am not David Barry. Uh, yeah, this episode is going to be fun. But of course, it is special. Sponsored by some lovely, fantastic companies. First off, we've got the Beard Balm Brush. Of course, as you can tell, I am not a dude. I do not have a beard. Um, but the guys over at Beard Balm Brush take these oils and some beeswax and they put it in a Koopa shell so that you can stroke it ye verily into your beard and get all of those lovely oils and things transferred, making your hair oh so luscious. My co-hosts love, love, love their Beard Bomb Brush. And hey, say you want to try that out. I totally recommend popping over to their site and using the code CAPELESS. Yes, that is CAPELESS, all one word, to get yourself 15% off on your purchase. And then, of course, our granddaddy, our big sponsor is Empire's Comics Vault, located at 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet K, Sacramento, California. Stop in for hugs, pugs, hot sauce, and, of course, comics. We've got a mighty and marvelous collection and assortment of things for you to find and try out. Before we launch today's topic, I would also ask that you guys stick around for a very important announcement at the end of the episode. And as you can tell, tonight, there are no other voices that are coming to you for this. So I am doing a solo show. Brace, brace for impact, people. Hopefully I can maintain and I do not get distracted by the crawdad, where the rogue at, i.e., i.e., where the rogue at, or anything else because tonight's topic originally titled Captain Marvel 101, is truly becoming Carol Danvers 101. Now, before I can talk about Carol Danvers, we might want to probably define for you Captain Marvel, since of course we are gearing up for the movie that's coming out this week. The guys and I are so excited. We cannot wait, but you should probably know before we talk about Carol, who Captain Marvel is is and where did it come from so originally captain or the kree soldier known as marvell called himself captain marvel in december of 1967 for marvel superheroes number 12 so he was the original captain marvel kind of nice we squish those letters together and it works all out well there have been six other iterations or mantle handlers as i like to call them prior to Carol Danvers taking the title officially in 2012, including Monica Rambeau, who happens to be Carol Danvers' friend. So when you're thinking about this, there was a lot of creepy people before Carol even picked up the Captain Marvel title. But now I am so excited. I cannot wait. I've been dying to do this 101, and I am chock full of the beautiful Carol Danvers knowledge. I'm also realizing that it's kind of scary that I'm here by myself and I'm going to talk. So bear with me, folks, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So Carol Susan Jane, yes, she's a Jane Danvers, was created by Roy Thomas and Jean Coleman in 1968. Her first appearance was as the Air Force officer and colleague of Captain Marvell. Nine years later, she became Miss Marvel, appearing in Miss Marvel number one in January 1977 with a good splash title of The Females Fight Back. Now, if you're aware of how she gained her power set originally, because there's been an adaptation or a little bit of, I guess we will call it a focus shift of how her origin is. 
there was a Cree. His name was Jan, Jan Rog. Rog? I can't pronounce your name. I can spell it all day. That's going to be great, but I cannot say it for the life of me. Who created something called the Psi, I believe it's a Psi Magnetron. Yep. Psi Magnetron machine. Or as we've all been like, it's easier to say it's a wish machine. Okay, let's be honest. It's just a wish machine. She gained her powers because Captain Marvel came to save her, Captain Marvel at the time, and uh, he took the impact and some of his DNA and his powers were absorbed by her, thus making her Miss Marvel. So she's got her powers, right? She comes from this family. More of it's explained in the 2018 um, origin. Re it's not really a retelling. I can't really define what it is, um, but I can, I'll talk about that a little bit later when we get farther down the thing. Of course, she's got so many monikers. She wasn't just Captain Marvel. As I told you, she was Miss Marvel in 1977. She became binary with the X-Men in 1982, came back as Warbird with the Avengers in 1998, and then officially took the mantle as Captain Marvel in 2012. But she had a great, oh my gosh, they're so good. She had a ridiculously great set of nicknames. They're all over the place. She went by Linda Daniels when she was trying to be undercover. She had a weird Russian name, but she's known as, I heart you so much, Captain Sparklefists. Oh yes. Captain Sparklefists, of course, by her mentor and AA sponsor, Care Bear. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Captain Whizbang, and that's from Miss Monica Rambo, and then Cheeseburger. And I can't remember why she's called Cheeseburger, but I had to put it in there because it's just so weird. <laughs> now, if she's got all those nicknames and she's had all those monikers, she's probably been on a lot of teams. And I can tell you, yeah, you guys are right. She's been on a mess of teams. She's been on four different Avengers teams uh, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, Avengers. Um, the A-Force, which is an all-females Avengers, which included Valkyr Valkyrie. Oh, so cool. She heads up the Alpha Flight Space Program. She was a Guardian, um, hung out and became a Guardian as Guardians in the Galaxy. Works for NASA, worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., Starjammers. She's leading the Ultimates. Um, of course, she is, at this point, she's no longer a captain. I believe she's a colonel. She's a colonel or a lieutenant of the United States Air, Air Force. She worked with the X-Men. And then she was in command of S.W.O.R.D. And yes, there is a S.H.I.E.L.D., if you have been paying attention, Marvel. And there is a S.W.O.R.D. Now, S.W.O.R.D., I need to give you a quick update on. If you have not heard of it, you're like, Amy, that's weird. What the heck is it? So S.W.O.R.D. stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. S.H.I.E.L.D. carries everything that's on the ground. S.W.O.R.D. carries everything around the planet. So think of them like cosmic shield if that makes any sense and yeah let's talk about you know she's been part of those teams great power set now there's a couple of other characters that you've probably seen in the mcu that maintain some of the same power sets and you're gonna go huh that sounds familiar why does that person do that and i will definitely tell you but for carol she has superhuman strength of course speed endurance and stamina which, about I'm thinking, it just means she can keep going after you've gotten tired of chasing after something. Yeah. Cool. Energy projection and absorption, which means she can take all different types of energy into her body. Lightning. She's, she cannot handle magic, unfortunately. Um, so she's susceptible to magic. 
but electricity, um, cosmic radiation, any of those, she's powered by fusion at one point. She absorbs it and then throws it back out her fingertips or as one of my favorite people says, she ignites her beautiful glow hawk and uh, you get to see the literal energy out of her eyes and her fantastic hair. I mean, that helmet, come on. Um, and then of course she has flight. When she was binary um, in 1982 with the X-Men, she could absorb and dispense the power of a white hole or a black hole. Most of the time it was considered a white hole, but it was basically comic energy, cosmic, not just karmic, woo, cosmic energy on a massive scale. She could take it in and then just expel it all. Um, I'll talk a little bit about her transition after binary when she gained the powers of binary. And then when she lost them in part and took back just some of the smaller Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel power set and maintained it on occasion from time to time, if she's exposed to enough energy, she can regain the binary powers and she's just like crazy powerful. And it's, whoa, whoa, <laughs> it's, st <laughs> it's stunning. So now that you know where she's been a little bit, who she's from, what she's called. Let's talk about some stories. So of course, 2019, we're getting a movie, but before we can go there, we have to kind of go back and find out where she came from. So of course I said in 1977, she was Miss Marvel. She came out a swinging. Not only was she fighting for equality for women in her civilian, uh, her civilian life, she was fighting for equal pay. She was empowering women and helping to draw attention to female liberation for the 1970s. Um, there is one big, big blight that I'm going to address because it pisses me off. And we do not grow and learn from things unless we talk about them. So in 1980, it was the crappiest year for Miss Marvel. She had been on the scene for about three years. and Marvel, the gentlemen that were in charge of it, had decided to start killing off an assortment of female characters. Tigra, the cat who later became Hellcat, and uh, Miss Marvel all took some fairly severe beatings in the comics, and their titles went away or their storylines really, really went off in the deep end. In October of 1980, in the Avengers 200, at this point, Miss Marvel had been a part of the Avengers she was kidnapped and she was, oh, I should probably put in the spoiler that this is probably not children friendly content, but we're going to talk about it. She was kidnapped. She was raped and she was impregnated by an Avengers phone foe named Marcus with the help of a brainwashing machine. Um, she somehow came back and I have not read this issue. Mind you, it upset me way too much. Um, she came back to the Avengers and they merrily sent her back to the alternate dimension room where this had happened um, without a care of a win. Mind you, they had seen her a couple days prior to the events of um, number 200, uh, Avengers 200. And suddenly, a couple days later, she's pregnant, like full term pregnant, about to give birth, pregnant. Like, are you what's what's wrong with you avengers why wh why do you think this is okay like it's not oh she ran off and she fell in love and the reason why i can very drastically call this a rape is because there is a line that has was said 
in the story itself that is not even like you can't even pretend that it's not they make it a very big point inciting a line that marcus says which is finally after relative weeks of such efforts and admittably with a subtle boost from immortius's machines you became mind now carolee strickland who is a comic book historian shout out to you my dear um, totally criticized this storyline in an essay titled The Rape of Miss Marvel, where she uses that line in particular as um, constituting rape. And the person that came on the book next that actually took this blight and turned it into something great was none other than Chris Claremont. He had said that these, in talking about the storyline, Chris Claremont in X-Men Companion number two said, actually, my reaction was a lot stronger than that, but how callous, how cruel, how unfeeling, considering that the Avengers must have seen Miss Marvel only a couple days before or even a couple months before and she wasn't pregnant then. How could she be pregnant, eight months pregnant now? Chris Claremont undid the Marcus story in Avengers Annual number 10 in 1981. He even titled this book in a particular way. And it was By Friends Betrayed. At this point, we find out that Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, has escaped back from the alternate universe to our timeline, to Earth 616. And she is attacked by Rogue. Rogue absorbs her powers and knocks her unconscious. Um... An unconscious Carol is found in the Bay, San Francisco Bay, and is identified with no memory. Um, Professor X is called out by the person that found her and comes to fix her and restore her memories. Rogue simultaneously on the X-Men side of this is dealing and grappling with the issues that she has this new power set, but she also has all of Carol Danvers' memories. So she remembers the incident with Marcus. She remembers everything else. She remembers seeing Marvell and everything she's been going through. Now, simultaneously, because of course this is an Avengers annual, we have the Avengers being attacked by the Brotherhood of Mutants, and they're grappling with that. So we have them on the, the that's all happening on the East Coast. Professor X comes, takes Carol back to the mansion, and in learning that Carol's been recovering at the mansion, the Avengers come a call in you know, because they couldn't believe she came back. But this is where it gets hinky. The Avengers trivialized the reality of her forced relationship with Marcus. And she's like, you know what? Forget you guys. I'm totally out of this. And to quote it, one of my favorite quotes, if you want to know, not because of her assault, but in spite of her assault, assault when she says this, it tells me everything I need to know about Carol Danvers. You screwed up Avengers. That's human. What is also human is the ability to learn from those mistakes, to grow, to mature. And if you do this even a little, then perhaps what I went through will have a positive meaning. It's your choice. And thus began her life with the X-Men from early 1982 in Uncanny X-Men number 164 till roughly about 1996. So we see her off and on. She's binary. She's got a couple of stories in there with the X-Men and then she gets sporadic. So in 1998, after, like I said, some off and on appearances, she comes back to the Avengers. At this point, she's lost her binary powers. 
Um, Rogue. We've dealt with Rogue. I.E. I.E. Where the Rogue at? You're welcome, buddies. Um, she Rogue has actually cornered off Miss Marvel's consciousness in her mind. That's why Rogue still maintains the power of flight, strength, stamina, all of those things. She's absorbed it, but she doesn't have any more of Carol's memories. So Rogue is okay, and Carol is okay. Carol's got her memories back, and she is still, at this point, she is still Miss Marvel powers, but now she's defined herself as Warbird to the Avengers in 1998. She's also simultaneously appearing in her own book as Miss Marvel at this point, and she's going through a couple of different things temporarily in 2005 we see her carrying just in that story we see her carrying the mantle of captain marvel in house of m which is believed to be her manifestation of her need for acceptance because as miss marvel she never felt that she was getting her her just dues or you know no one really knew who she was. She didn't feel that she was equally represented. Um, and that from that and what she did with Warbird, um, actually spurs us into the modern telling of her in 2012. Now, mind you from 98 until 2012, we've got a couple of things going on. She's here and there, but she has not been defined as the mightiest hero earth's mightiest hero or the mightiest avenger so welcome to your modern retelling and to your trails we are steaming ahead towards our movie captain marvel and she officially took up the mantle like i said in 2012 in the book titled captain marvel earth's mightiest hero written by one of my favorite oh my gosh my favorite authors kelly sue DeConnick. and kelly sue continued to write on this book and captain marvel until roughly 2014 um, there's so many great arcs in it. The very first arc is going to catch you right in the face, a time travel. She's spitfire. She's sass. She's, she's Carol Danvers. It's, it's, it's so good. We also get to see in the arc, we find out in the book, her cat's name is Chewy. In the movie, they've coined Chewy as Goose. Um, but with a run-in with the Guardians of the Galaxy, we actually find out that her beloved cat Chewy is a flurkin. Yes, I you, I you heard me right. Flarkin. F-L-E-R-K-E-N. Flarkin. It's so weird to say. And, you know, it's the, she's the last of her kind. She's super high value. There's some, like, there's a Bowie-esque thing. There's an into all these, all these arcs are, are great because they build and build and build and show her as a leader. And she's, at this point, she's also worked through her alcoholism because she had alcoholism and P some PTSD when dealing with a lot of her struggles. And Tony Stark has become her mentor and they're like each other's accountability buddies. Oh, it's so good. You guys, you really need to get on it. I'm sorry. I got all like preteen there for a second. I got excited. Um, so yes. So that's until about 2014, 2015 saw Captain Marvel engaging in the secret wars and heading up, her Carol Cores, Captain Marvel and the Carol Cores, co-written by Kelly Sudokonik and Kelly Thompson, who is currently writing the new run for Captain Marvel. Um, and she was saw leading a band of all female fighter pilots. And during that storyline, she was that was where she became a member of the A-Force, which had Valkyrie in it. So that was the all-lady Avengers in Battle World. Oh, it was like a, it was a crazy, crazy. Oh, Secret Wars was a crazy mess, Marvel. 
<laughs> crazy Miss Marvel. If you say it fast, it sounds like Miss Marvel. That's bad. This uh, led to her taking over the responsibilities of S.W.O.R.D., which I defined earlier, but it's, again, Sentient World Observation and Response Department, which meant she spent a lot more time in space, and that turned into her being with the Ultimates. I have a couple of people that I know that absolutely adore the Ultimates. I haven't super dug in there, but I know that it is a great read when you want to see some more teams. She was a very large portion of the 2016 Civil War 2. Now, Civil War 1, if you remember, or if you've seen the movie, we had the big disagreement was between Tony Stark and Captain America, where Captain America did not want to take superheroes and have them sign up with the government under the red, the Sokovia Accords or the Registration Act, as it were. All superheroes need to be registered. The government needs to know where you are. Civil War II flips it. This time, because in accordance with the books, Captain America is deceased. Tony Stark has taken up Cap's place and said, no, superheroes do not need to be registered. And uh, Captain Marvel's Carol Danvers is like, no, if the world is not safe, we need to make it safe and we need to do it now. That actually had a really big impact because suddenly everybody knew her name. She became a household name because of Civil War II and because of what she was doing. And the conclusion of that arc thrust her in to the mighty Captain Marvel from 2016 to 2017, which was headed up and written by Marguerite Stoll. Yes, Marguerite Stoll of the teen book Sacred Creatures. Also, that actually is a comic book too, Sacred Creatures fame. And um, that had her in that arc. Sorry, I'm trying to remember. Oh, that had her where she commanded Alpha Flight, the Alpha Flight Space Program. So again, she's back to training and recruiting fighter pilots. And we're seeing a lot more time spent in space. That's always where she wants to be. But she's training, recruiting, training, and she's keeping some mysterious threat at bay. We don't know necessarily what it is, but it's all like, shh, you can feel it coming. So, say you're getting ready for this movie, right? Well, July of 2018, there came out a very small limited telling, a retelling of her origin story. And it was written by Marguerite Stoll, who wrote the Mighty Captain Marvel series. It's a five limited run. It's called The Life of Captain Marvel. And it gives more insight or another view onto her past. So it's a lot more about her family. Um, and it gives the retelling um, and more redirection of finding that she's been Cree all along. Um, that super Cree wish machine we had talked about earlier in her original origin story where Captain Marvel took the brunt of the impact for her just activated her powers you come to find out that her mom had been a Cree captain all along and they had named her carol <laughs> sounds very familiar don't it carol which means champion in Cree. um and so that's a little bit of a look back for you if you want to take a little spin on it there's been mentions of course um by marguerite stoll that there might be similarities in the movie but they are not exactly going to be following her origin story per se and i know you can't hear the air quotes but there are air quotes all over the place per se so let's talk about the movie 2019 it is coming out literally while i am recording this i am i can't wait with bated breath i'm not that girl i'm so frickly fracking excited for this movie it's coming out this thursday and marvel is taking a massive 
risk by bringing a beloved, empowered female to the screen. And it's a really good risk. I am excited about it. It's not only is she being dubbed the mightiest hero, but the mightiest Avenger. And Brie Larson, of course, she's of Sacramento fame, is going to be playing the title role. And while I can't speak for the entire contents, like I said, Marguerite Stoll and Kelly Thompson, who is currently writing the the Captain Marvel ongoing series right now, and she had also written that Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps that I talked about with Kelly Sue DeConnick earlier, and Kelly Sue DeConnick, which, mind you, I follow her on Instagram, and oh my gosh, there has been so much Captain Marvel swag just everywhere. Like, it makes me so happy. They are very, very, very excited for it. Now, if you know me, when comic creators are involved with a project, I am very much for it, especially when it comes to cinematic iterations. I'm excited for this movie, not only because it takes somebody that I've been following for a while, as you can tell, because this 101 didn't just come together all willy the nilly. Um, I'm excited to see how Brie Larson does this. I want, I want the glow hawk. I want to see, I want to see some Cree. I want to see some scroll. I want to, I want to see goose be a flurkin, maybe fingers crossed. I want to see Marie Rambo, who is Monica Rambo's mom. Hey girl, I see you. I want to see how BA they make one of my favorite female characters. And I've got a couple of them, but this one, this one really, really takes the cake. Now, if you're sitting there going, Amy, okay, you said a lot of stuff. You went through it pretty fast. And I just need to kind of know what I need to read to get a gist of what I'm coming in on for this movie. Like even granted, you could take your book, you could take your comicsology, you could take your Marvel Unlimited, all those apps, or you could take the book and go sit in the theater before you're showing. So then, of course, if you just really want to know where she's at, kind of get a gist of what's going on. The Life of Captain Marvel is in a single trade. It's that limited I talked about by Marguerite Stoll. Um, it's a one through five. It's short. It basically tells you the origin story. It gives you a little more feels a little more family but it gives you what you need now if you're ready to just dive faced in first faced in first face first into carol i totally recommend captain marvel's the mightiest hero volumes one through five one through three should be kelly pseudoconics run there's art changes up change ups in there but there's so many arcs there's so many great stories you can find out what you need to find out about her and connect with an amazing character. I totally recommend that for further reading. Of course, you can jump back and do all of the Miss Marvel stuff. I know we've got some collections over at Empires. Um, or there is a prelude to the movie that usually comes out from Marvel. I have not read it, so I don't recommend it. But if you want to start, even say after this, you get really jazzed and really excited. You've seen this movie. You're super excited to watch Captain Marvel. You're listening to this going, Amy, I probably should have listened to this before I saw the movie, but you make some good points. and I really want to know what to read. Miss Marvel is currently ongoing by Kelly Thompson. Two issues are out. I believe the third is coming out this month. It is fantastic seeing her lead a female team um, and she's mentoring these people. And because of Captain Marvel, because of Carol Danvers, we are having an influx of amazing female heroes, not heroes for females, female heroes. If you aren't excited about Squirrel Girl or Miss Marvel 
or seeing more about America or and Miss Marvel Kamala Khan Miss Marvel I should should push that out or if you like Quake Daisy from um, Agents of Shield all of those women um, Hellcat I don't know if we've still got Tiger around you're seeing an influx of those because especially in Marvel's house bring back Mockingbird we're seeing those in Marvel's house because of the impact that Miss that not no longer Miss Marvel, but Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers makes. And I am excited beyond all possible reason for this movie because I need, I don't just need to see it. I need to see where they go with it. Like you get my drift peeps. I think you get it. Okay. So I have babbled your ear off for roughly 30 minutes. Thank you for sticking with me. Of course, this is Amy. You can find me at Robot on the various social media platforms. If you're hip to that jive about the Capeless Crusaders, hey, you can totally find us on our website, thecapelesscrusaders.com for all things, connections and links to our sponsors like Beard Bomb Brush, you know, that sweet, sweet Koopa shell of delicious beardy goodness. Use the code Capeless on their website to get 15% off your purchase. Or say you need some dice. We've got a link over to Critical Dice. I'm sorry, guys. I cannot remember what the code is for us. But we've got a code over there to get you some some points off of your uh, your dice, your miniatures. I don't know if they have miniatures. Oops, that's bad. I know they have dice and they have boards and other things. And they're really solid dudes. And then, of course, if you uh, you're like, hey, I really want to go get my hands on a physical copy of what captain of captain marvel captain marvell carol danvers you want to you want to hit it hard you hit it fast you come to empire's comics vault located 1120 fulton avenue sweet k sacramento california we've got pugs we've got hugs we've got hot sauce we've got comic books we got a lot in that shop and i'm excited for it now i did say there was going to be an announcement so hold on to something or maybe just listen. So at this time, the Capeless Crusaders are taking a sabbatical from our title show. We will still be producing and creating content for your oral, that's with an A, people, oral with an A, cavities, via the Dame Patrol, led by myself, Minnie, and Stephanie, crossover led by the Manderson and the Danderson, and Sunday Coffee with the Azorian, Anthony and Steve's. This by no means is an ending. We here at the Cables Crusaders are committed to bringing you the best content we are able. And at this time, with this time, it will help us to do so. Thank you for your continued support of your number one Sacramento comic podcast. We are going higher, further, faster, and can't wait to bring you more. Catch you on the flip side, guys.